When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get ready for your first round of golf of the year at the 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. This year's show includes free lessons from the PGA professionals, thousands of name brand golf apparel items, discounted especially for the show, and your chance to sink a putt for $100,000. Plus so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football. Yeah. Welcome in to one of the most popular football podcasts in America. That's Purple Daily. Thank you, guys, you crazy Vikings fans. Whether you uh, Whether we drive you nuts with our constant speculation about quarterback trades like our 49ers Vikings trade episode yesterday or whether you uh or whether you uh, love listening to some of this nonsense we appreciate you hanging out with us during these off-season weeks this is purple daily we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die that's the the motto of this show all the, all of the things that we run through this show are under the umbrella of wanting the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point before we croak and the show is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. Yep. Ultra-realistic true-to-life visuals powered by NextVision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. And cheers to free agency and the draft. Got the road to WrestleMania over here for Declan and I. We got the road, the road to NFL free agency for uh, for Judley, presented two, by Surly. There's two things that don't end. One is is football season because you know what games might be almost done, but the season never ends because, like Phil just said, you got the combine, free agency. It just keeps going and going, and that's why, thankfully, our friends at Surly also do the exact same with what, dare I say, is an all-star lineup of beers. And until you've tried them, you don't realize just how good they are. And while you are enjoying them, which so many of you had, of course, show us your cans at Jay Zolgad at Score North. Surly Brewing, we uh, appreciate and value their partnership, and we know that you and I value their taste. Yes. Okay, so so yesterday, much <laughs> much was made of yesterday's episode. The, the, the Kirk haters mm-hmm. trying to ship him out of town. I saw... Uh, I saw one of the uh, Vikings podcasters, bloggers out there. Oh, they did the same episode a year ago, and they did the same episode in 2020. Well, that's yeah, because 
there's some interesting connections with San Francisco, and San Francisco needs a quarterback. But if you missed the episode yesterday, uh, it was our third annual Should the Vikings Trade Kirk Cousins to the 49ers deep dive. Check it out. Today's episode is going to be all about everything else because the likelihood is he either plays out the last year of his contract or, as you have said, Judd, and maybe you can answer this, do you think it's even more likely that he signs through, like, 2024, gives the Vikings a, a two-year window, age 35, 36, and, and then there's kind of an unspoken agreement, too, that within that two-year window they'll probably look to find a replacement for him, a younger quarterback of some kind. But it's, it's more likely when you say, like, what's going to happen? Trading him to the 49ers is very low. Extending him so he's your quarterback for two years is probably pretty high, right? Yes. I, if I was to uh, place a bet right now on this, I would say the Vikings probably extend Kirk through 24. Um, in 25, as we've discussed numerous times, you've got real issues. But, yeah, I would say it's more likely. But that doesn't mean behind the scenes they don't explore all possibilities. Yep. And and keep in mind, too, if they go to Kirk and say, we'd, we'd like to do another extension, Kirk's camp might say, hey, how about this time we go three years? All guaranteed. And then you've got a conundrum. Yep. But we're not here to talk about Kirk today. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about everything else besides Kirk. Now, obviously, he ties in because he's the most prominent player who uh, touches the ball in every snap. But Declan found a really interesting article from a friend of the show, Ty yeah. Dunn, who's come on a couple times. He has a wonderful uh, subscription base, but this article was unlocked football website called golongtd.com and he lays out how the Kansas City Chiefs have built an excellent roster around Patrick Mahomes huge contract so Mahomes is actually one of only two players in the league Ryan Tannehill being the other one with a higher cap hit than Kirk Cousins in 2022 now Patrick Mahomes is also by a wide margin you know the best quarterback in the league, maybe the best quarterback that's ever lived. And so you can get away with, if you're going to pay him a lot of money, you can get away with some, maybe some holes on the roster because he can just make up for them. You can say goodbye to a Tyree kill, but this article lays out how they built the roster around his big contract. Some of the sacrifices they made and some of the areas they were great in. And the Vikings should take some notes here. So I'm going to kind of just go through some of this. You guys chime in, um, there's probably, I don't know, like four different parts of this that we can kind of go through and then examine from a Vikings perspective. You got your expensive quarterback. Your defense needs fixing. You only really have one amazing weapon on offense. How do you do what the Chiefs did around a big quarterback contract? The key is stealth planning and drafting. Mm-hmm. Prioritizing offensive line. The blockbuster trade for Orlando Brown Jr., the five-year, $80 million contract to Joe Tooney to play guard. Drafting center Creed Humphrey in the second round of the 2021 draft. All of these offensive line fortifications help Patrick Mahomes play a more traditional style with the season on the line. And it references the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay when he was running for his life. He ran like... I think he ran like 450 yards scrambling away from pass rushers in that game, according to like player tracking data. And so they said, well, that's never going to happen again. We're going to make a big trade for a tackle. We're going to spend $15 million a year on the best guard. And then we're going to spend some draft capital on Creed Humphrey. And then in that AFC championship game, you know, playing on like a a half of a right leg or whatever, left leg, right leg, whatever it was, uh, you know, 
he's got more protection in that game. So I actually feel like the Vikings, the Vikings have spent a lot of draft capital on offensive linemen. Maybe they haven't connected like some other teams with a second-round Ingram. Bradbury was a first-round pick all throughout the Kirk Cousins era, but he was terrible for three of the four years. And don't forget, when Thune was out there and available before the uh, Chiefs signed him, we were on that train big time because that's exactly the type of guy. Like, it really helps to have one piece, at least, of veteran stability. And, you, you know, to go back to... When the Vikings signed Steve Hutchinson, he was a guard. He was the highest paid guard at the time. The Vikings broke the bank, and the league said, "You're crazy." And guess what? He was a pro. He was a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame player. And so, like, that's why. Like, our show was not just this crazy. Hey, this guy named Joe Thune. My, we actually saw the value in stabilizing your line. And imagine if you had that and Ezra Cleveland at right guard. Yeah. Now you don't. Now you're not forced to take a flyer on Ingram. Like, that's how you build a stability that can really give your offense a glue. Yeah. And instead, what did they spend that money on? They spent it on two or three things, right? Dalvin Tomlinson. Defense. Okay. Well, and they didn't. Because it, it was Zimmers last year. It was and, Dalvin Tomlinson. And they didn't have as much as the Chiefs did at the time. Correct. The Chiefs. Well, the, well, not to make this another contract discussion, but the Chiefs, that was the first year of Mahomes, like, 10-year contract or whatever it was. And they, the first thing they did was, oh, let's convert. Uh, I think it was, let's convert. Yep base salary or something to a signing bonus and spread it out. And he had, he actually had like a $10 million cap at that year. But um, here's the next section. This one, I think the Vikings are actually onto as Bill Belichick has known for decades. It pays to run your offense through tight ends because this is the most underpaid position in football. Tight ends hate this reality. It still irks Tony Gonzalez to this day, but the chiefs enjoy one of the league's best bargains in employing Travis Kelsey at $14 million a year. So he's one of, like, the three or four greatest pass-catching tight ends in NFL history, and he's making $14 million. Tyree Kill makes $30 million. Devontae Adams makes $28 million. DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, and six other wide receivers make more than $20 million. In fact, if you slotted Travis Kelsey, and this is just average annual value, not even, I don't have the cap hits, but average annual value, he'd be like the 20th highest paid receiver in the NFL at $14 million. So find, so they said, well, we can only keep like one really expensive weapon. Is it the guy that's going to command $30 million or the guy that's going to command half of that? And they chose wisely in this case. TJ Hawkinson might be your number two wide receiver, basically, but he's not going to make 25 or 30 million dollars a year so i think the vikings are kind of on to this it's almost like a loophole in the nfl uh valuation system and this actually goes back a long time i want to say five to ten years ago there there has been since the days of guys like jeremy shockey there has been a big discrepancy and there's actually been a fight about what this position should be considered because it's a tight end but these guys are like hold on a second we are wide receivers yeah and so like there should be a happy medium in which we get paid and amazingly it's 2023 and this really hasn't been figured out and so yes it's definitely i don't know that it's going to be exploitable forever but it definitely has been exploitable for a long time and it gives you a huge advantage cap wise to have a player who can contribute but is grossly underpaid just because of the significance of what he's listed at on the depth chart yeah well something to note about tj hawkins i think I think his cap number is like 
so he has one more year left, right? It's like a nine million dollar uh, uh, fifth year team option cap hit for this upcoming season. I'm pretty sure, and then he'll be a free agent. But they're almost certainly going to extend him. So nine million dollar cap hit for this year. Darren Waller is the highest paid average annual value tight end at seventeen million, and then George Kill fifteen, Travis Kelsey fourteen. He's he's going to jump, but he's probably going to jump into, like, the George Kittle range from, like, 9 to 15, whereas Justin Jefferson's about to jump from, like, $6 million to 28 or 30 or 32 or something. So in terms of the value that you could be getting at that position, yes. TJ Hawkinson might, even on a on a, con- a big contract, might be one of your most uh, valuable assets. Mm-hmm. All right, it continues. The Chiefs decided to replace Tyree Kill because they just, you know, we're not going to be able to afford Hill and Mahomes and Kelsey and defensive players and Joe Tooney and all these guys. We got to say goodbye to somebody. So they replaced him with two bargain free agent wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, both who've popped up at different points this season. And then maybe most important, because this is where the Vikings have really had a hard time the last few years. The 2022 draft class for the Chiefs, had its fingerprints all over the AFC title game. First-round pick, cornerback Trent McDuffie, just barely tipped a third-and-seventeen ball that could have been completed. Big play in a key spot AFC championship game. Uh, Edge rusher George Karloftis, 30th overall pick, had a sack in the AFC championship game. Sky Moore had the 29-yard punt return that set the Chiefs up for the game-winning field goal drive. 62nd overall pick, safety Brian Cook, uh, tipped the Burrow bomb to T. Higgins, diving outstretched. This is one of the best individual efforts you'll see from any defensive back. The 135th overall pick, corner Joshua Williams, is the player who was there for the interception on that tip. Running back Isaiah Pacheco, 251st out of Rutgers, has been a revelation as the team's number one back. I mean, you all saw him carry the ball and catch passes, right? And then corner Jalen Watson, the 243rd overall pick, had an interception in each playoff game for the Chiefs so far this year. That's just their 2022 draft class. The Chiefs did not need to post a poor record to acquire so many quality playoff performers in the 2022 draft. They weren't drafting high. They weren't drafting in the top 20 of any round. They just took the right players that fit what they do around two stars, Mahomes and on the defensive side, Jones. Nail your draft. Give your quarterback a great offensive line. You might have to pick and choose which weapons you sign for twenty or thirty million dollars, but you get then you got to find weapons in the draft, find guys that fit your system, right? Yep. Um, it sounds easy, right? Easy. Just uh, well, just do those things. But that's what the Chiefs have done around a a big, massive quarterback contract. It's very difficult, but it's not impossible, and that's that's the thing. Just again, I think we've come to accept too much here. We've come to accept well the draft. It's difficult. You're going to miss a lot. No, actually, you shouldn't. You're going to miss sometimes. You don't need to miss a a lot, and you need to be very careful about your approach. And if your approach is flawed, you need to go to a mirror. You need to look at yourself, and you need to examine what you're doing. In other words, if you think that the draft is the stock market and this is great fun, you might be right to a certain point, but you need to evaluate your first draft. So while while I think we've been very fair with Quasi on this draft, I think it's also very fair to say, what did you learn? Um, the other thing, just to quickly go back to contracts, too, is it's very clear of this. You need to sign if you're going to get a quarterback and you're going to pay him. It can't be short term. It can't be these three year you get paid. It's got to be a partnership. 
Like that's the thing that's been learned. And the Vikings have just continued to, pardon my French, screw the pooch on this time and time again by doing this. You can't allow the quarterback, you can't allow a player, including Jefferson, he's going to need to sign a long-term contract that I can finagle. You know what? Brian O'Neill, not only a good player, but what is what have we already talked about? Oh, you can move his money without a problem. You can, you can restructure it and save ten million in cap right now. Okay, yes. okay. So let's just stop for a second. Let's just uh, let's just say player A and player B. Okay, so the Crusaders aren't triggered. Would you rather have player A, short-term contract, guaranteed, very productive player, but he's going to get paid, and there's nothing you can really do to help yourself from a cap standpoint in a cap league, or would you rather have player B, which is what Mahomes is too, to move that around? Brady did that for years. Why did the Patriots win? Why could the Patriots bring in guys? Because Brady, as big a jerk as he can probably be, was amenable to saying, I want to win more than anything in the world. Um, but the draft thing, I, I really want to talk about this. Because I think that we are, we have somehow gotten to a point now, again, in this town where we just love to dish out free passes. I had to drive, oh, I mean, Lewis Seen might be good next year. Didn't even contend for a starting spot. Okay. Before the injury. Before Andrew, the injury. Yeah. Andrew Booth, Stella, the night they drafted him, my dog came and said, This guy's hurt a lot. What's going on? And guess what? He got hurt a lot. Um, there are a lot of things about this draft that Quasi needs to learn from, including this one. If you're gonna bail backwards and get more picks, you better be damn good early. First round, okay? You better be damn good at what you do. And Lewis seen has to compete for a job then. Like, you can't be like, I'll trade with Detroit. I'll give them 12. I mean, keep in mind, you guys. Take out uh, Jamison Williams for a second. Keep in mind, Kyle Hamilton was there. Kyle Hamilton was incredibly productive. Kyle Hamilton would have stepped in and been probably twice the player that Cam Bynum was as a starter day one. And you bailed because you wanted to get creative. We can get more picks. If you're going to get more picks... You have to be like your your feet should be held to the fire on okay, if you're gonna do that, these guys better produce. Well, it's a crab shit. Okay, then don't pass up the better picks. Yeah. See, to me, this is this is the biggest thing. Again, when you're when you're trying to make it work around one guy, a fifty three man roster, they count yep. the top fifty one toward the salary cap. When one of those guys is making like seventeen percent you need to be great with your rookie contract other positions, right? That's You need to get those cheap value players second round, first round, second round, third round. And we just went through a list of seven players who are contributing in the playoffs, starting players or players that are coming in and getting sacks and intercepting passes, seven that were drafted by the Chiefs in 2022. And to your point about sort of, you know, handing out free passes, well, I mean, when you're not drafting high, what are you supposed to do? The Chiefs weren't drafting high. Even the traded picks weren't that high. You know, they traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, and that's where the 21st pick came from, right? So even like the traded picks, it wasn't like they acquired the seventh overall pick and got an ironclad, surefire, uh, you know, cornerback. Trent McDuffie was a risk, but they nailed it. I'm sure they, their coaching staff did a great job getting him in the mix and developing him. There's a culture there under Andy Reid that works really well. So seven guys from this year's draft class. The Vikings drafted 10 players. I would argue none of them were positive contributors 
Unless you want to count, like, Brian Asamoah on special teams or something. Well. Uh, Jalen Naylor, uh, you know, in garbage time with Nick Mullins throwing to him. Ed Ingram wasn't a positive contributor. He was one of the worst guards in the league. That's it. I mean, imagine if four or five of those players, I mean, this is your season probably, right? I mean, you're, they still won 13 games, by the way, without anyone contributing from this draft class, which is a minor miracle. But, like, imagine if four or five of those guys are just ready to rock at the end of the year going into that Giants game. You don't lose that Giants game. No, and they and th- the thing about it is that is a that is a statement that is completely realistic because of this. Watch the teams like the Chiefs do. So, so beyond the fact that they draft guys that contribute, that they play them, there's two things at, at work here. By the time that you get to the playoffs, the attrition of your roster from the season is going to be severe. It's football. Nobody just trots their guys out there. Well, they're healthy. We can't play our rookies, right? It's now a 17-game season. The playoffs are grueling. So, like, between attrition and need to plug guys in, the Chiefs have found a way or found a, a way to get guys to contribute. And in this conversation, too, I also don't want to let O'Connell and the coaching staff off the hook completely because while the draft, like, I mean, the fact that they watched Bynum and Seen in the summer and basically said, we're not even going to give Seen a chance is very scary. Like, that's a first-round pick. But, you know, let's take Asamoah, too. All right? What did he do? When you were watching poor Kendricks and Hicks basically limp around the field, what did Asamoah do when he did get more chance to say, okay, but that's enough? You know, the Gi- I, I mean, let's go back. The Giants playoff game, there wasn't nearly enough made of this. Before Asamoah was concussed playing special teams, after playing 27 snaps against the Giants on Christmas Eve, you guys, he wasn't playing he played on defense. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And and that's a, that's beyond a crazy problem. That's now a coaching like it's a cliche, but when you get through sixteen to seventeen games, and now you're in your eighteenth game, and it's a playoff game, if you're still saying these guys are rookies, they can't play, you're doing it wrong. They're rookies when they arrive, but anyone who watches football can see that these that certain players and certain guys need to contribute, and I don't understand. So as as Thor told us, Asamoah's biggest problem in college was against the pass. But then the last time we talked to Thor, he also said Hicks and Kendrick struggled so badly that Asamoah wasn't that bad. Like he wasn't unplayable. Mm-hmm. Like at times Hicks looked unplayable. So I think the blame of the lack of the use of the draft class lies both places. Um, because again, I think Quazy got cute. I think the booth pick was cute. Here's a first round value. He's fallen to, to the second round. Quazy's hurt a lot. Ah oh, man, hopefully he won't be. You know? Um, I'm gonna trade with I'm gonna trade with the Lions and trade down. But Quazy, there is a safety. You want a safety? There's a great safety there. Ah oh, man, no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna get more picks. What do you do? What did you do with those more picks? This is a this is a really good segue here, actually, because the Vikings fought this battle with Rick Spielman, too, for, for years and years. And sometimes it worked because I think by him, Rick valued depth of draft. He wanted 10-plus draft picks more than he wanted, you know, one shot in the first round and maybe one shot in the second round. He thought, over the long haul, if we can draft more players, we're going to have a higher percentage chance of filling out the roster with guys. And I think as part of that, and I'm, I'd have to go look and see, like, which picks were traded for and accumulated. But, like, 
it gives you a better shot to find guys like Stefan Diggs in the fifth round, to find Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter. Like, they've found guys later in drafts. John Sullivan was a starting center for that 2009 team, right? Yeah. They found him in, like, the fifth or sixth round. So I, I understand you don't want to just be selecting three players every year, and you can't just be trading your draft picks for established players because you it's going to be too expensive. There's a salary cap, and you can't fill out your team. I totally get that. But if you start to look now, actually, last night, old Macadac poured himself a glass of wine. Oh, boy. And said, let's look at the last few years of Vikings. Let's, let's do an actual mm. deep dive here into one of the things that ails the Vikings and, and one of the reasons why their defense has eroded so much. Yeah. And one of the reasons why, even though they, they win 13 games, they still don't have the roster that matches up with the Niners and the Eagles. Let's just be honest, right? Like, the Vikings aren't a player away or... They didn't just get unlucky against the Eagles. Now that you've digested the whole thing, their roster is just not as good. And the Giants ran circles around you for two games against your defense, right? So in 2015, the Vikings drafted in the same draft class, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, and Stefan Diggs. And their first round pick that year was Trey Waynes, who maybe wasn't as good as the other three guys, but Trey Waynes was a solid multi-year starting cornerback Mm -hmm. for the Vikings, right? Yes. Yes. He was not a bust. But in that one draft, you landed potentially three Ring of Honor caliber players for you. Daniil Hunter might get in. It depends. If he maybe if he if he doesn't play for the Vikings anymore, it could be borderline. But those are three of the best players in my life watching the Vikings in the same draft class. And Trey Wayne's a good contributor. Since then, seven drafts, six overseen by Rick Spielman, one overseen by Quasi. 75 players drafted over seven drafts, okay? So I went and categorized these players into four categories. High-end contributors on offense and defense. I'm kind of ignoring special teams with with a couple exceptions because, like, you're not drafting four special teams. You you can find guys that that play special teams. Yes. Yeah. They're just special teams guys are – they're important and you need good special teams, but – when you're drafting, you're drafting, you're looking for high-end contributors, especially first, second, third round, right? So high-end contributors on offense, defense, solid contributors, guys who played a lot, but eh, and then uh, ones who got away, who maybe became good somewhere else. So of the 75 players the Vikings have drafted, the last seven drafts, I count four high-end contributors on offense and defense. Four. Out of 75, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, and Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. And by high end, I guess I mean Pro Bowl caliber or flirting with Pro Bowl caliber, right? Nine solid contributors out of 75. Ezra Cleveland, he's solid. Cam Dantzler, you might actually fight me on a couple of these and say, I don't know if they're solid. Yeah, jury's K- out. KJ Osborne, pretty solid. Mackenzie Alexander, I thought had a couple seasons for you, but as a you're slot guy, solid. But... you're pushing your luck. There. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to be he, generous. He was a malcontent who came back for a year that was horrific. Yeah, well, the, him coming back was a disaster. Right. Uh, Garrett Bradbury became a solid contributor at the buzzer in his fourth yeah. year. DJ Wanham has given you some depth. You are. Really Tyler Conklin, nice. Tyler Conklin was yeah, was a decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. 
Kane Wangwu as a as a kick returner, and uh, Alexander Madison are my nine solid contributors. Wow. Here are the thirteen guys who play. So again, four high end contributors, nine solid contributors. You might fight me on a couple of those and say it's more like seven. Yeah. Thirteen guys who played a lot, but eh. Odenabo, Elfline, Mike Hughes, Irv Smith Jr. Steven Weatherly, you might yeah. move him up into the solid. He's, no. he's a depth guy. No, you're fine. I think he had one. <laughs> I think he had one year where he he was a contributor. Oli Udo, Jaleel Johnson, yep. Ed Ingram, Patrick Jones, Chris Boyd, Cam Bynum, Jeff Gladney, Laquan Treadwell. That's that's again the they played a lot, but I guess. The only two guys that potentially have a ceiling that could rise are Bynum and Ingram, right? Like they could graduate from that that class. They could graduate from that class. God, hopefully they should graduate from that class. But your point is being made. Yes, you're right. And then there's the the last category is the one that got away was Daniel Carlson. You did draft Daniel Carlson. So that leaves 48 other guys out of 75 who basically didn't factor into the equation. Yeah, and they still won thirteen games. Like, dude, they won thirteen games despite that kind of draft erosion the last seven years, which I think that says more about the high end. You have you have a quality quarterback throwing to an elite receiver, a really good pass catching tight end this year. Dalvin Cook has been one of the best running backs. They did they did find Thielen before this seven uh, draft window. You know, Derisaw is excellent. O'Neal, like you can see why the pillars on offense have kind of propped this thing up. But, uh, but it's why they didn't turn things over. Like that's why the Vikings have an inordinate amount of guys who probably sh- should have been looked at to be traded or let go a couple of years ago or a year ago. It's why that you can't. You need people to replace those guys, and when you're paying as much as the Vikings are to certain players. Yeah. If you don't have those guys, you tend to hang on to what you already have. The other thing is, is that, you know, that tells the story there really of, of Rick and Mike too. Like they're gone in large part because of that, yeah. because of the fact that Rick, you know, started to tell the Wilfs, I got 15 picks and like, okay, how many are contributing? And he's like, I oh, not many, but that, you know, now, <laughs> now in the immediate though, it, you know, is you need to that chief's story by, Tyler Dunn, that's where you need to find at least a partial replication with Quazy and Kevin. And again, I'm not going to allow the coaching staff off the hook for not playing guys. I'm not going to allow uh, just to say, well, yeah, I mean, you've got Dalvin Cook, so you can't play guys. Okay, that's not really true. Um, The fact that they appeared, it does concern me a little bit, the fact that they appeared reluctant to play rookies and they're going to say, well, they're young. They're trying to learn. And I would say the only way they're going to learn is if they get experience. And everybody knows once the season starts, you know, the first teamers get a lot of the practice time. So Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks were getting a ton of practice time. Mm-hmm. That meant Brian Asamoa was rotating in at times, but probably not being allowed to get the reps he deserved. And so I think that it's also important to note that that has to change. Yeah, and And that's where... Again, this whole thing of competitive re- rebuild is a little bit dangerous because I think that it, what it skimps on is probably getting guys experience that need it to make you to make you go up that hill quicker. 
it's why it's why the way the Vikings are approaching things now, I think, sets up some type of in- inevitable regression, unless you change this mindset. Well, how different do you feel if even if you just look at the last two or three drafts, and the last two drafts are to to this point brutal in terms of outside of Christian Derrissaw, you know, you're you're looking at like 20 draft picks here the last couple drafts 21 or something yep outside of Christian Derrissaw who is a, a very high end contributor i don't can Kane Wangwu as a kick returner Patrick Jones Cam Bynum as just kind of depth guys that have shown some flashes there's really nothing a lot of these guys are gone too like Wyatt Davis was a third round pick that was supposed to be kind of a plug and play guard you know didn't even make a the third round of that here. draft might be nothing, and there's I think, four picks. I actually think Ty Chandler could get a lot of run if they make some big moves at running back, but how different do you feel about everything going? Because I think we're, we're taking the stance. I, there's people wondering, dudes, they won 13 games. They still have some pieces, and I think we are already forecasting. They play a first-place schedule. They were, if you want to call it the luckiest in terms of point differential, 13-win team in NFL history, that – Regression is screaming at the Vikings. How do you guard against it? What? Where's the cavalry, and you know who's the cavalry, and and where's it coming from to push back against regression? Right. And I would feel a lot better about it if I knew that. Yep. Okay. Don't worry because Andrew Booth, Brian Asamoah, Caleb Evans, and Ty Chandler and Jalen Naylor are just going to step in and be excellent players for this team, and one of them is going to be a Pro Bowler or something. And in the previous draft, you can get rid of Zadarius Smith because guess what? Patrick Jones is ready to rock and roll. Remember that? When when Jared Allen was getting old, it was like, that's fine. They have Brian Robinson and Everson Griffin in their prime ready to step up and just play here. And then Everson Griffin gets a little old. You're like, that's okay. Daniel Hunter is ready to start. They've, you know, With edge rushers, they've kind of had this lineage. And now that Daniel Hunter's getting closer to 30 years old and Zadarius is 30 and you're looking down that same pipeline, it's like, oh, can Patrick Jones play? We don't really know. Well, that's the thing, too. And, I, I mean, it, it is frightening that Spielman's last draft class had not one, not two, not three, but four third-round picks, and one of them is left, and we don't know. Like, yep. that is – we are now two years in. This is not always oh, young. Um, but, you know, again, I, I mean, just look at a guy – what's frustrating me is this, okay? But look at a guy like Wong Wu, who has an interesting skill set. I have no idea if it translates, but it certainly looks like it might be something that does. And he's never really gotten that chance because, you know, for instance, Dalvin Cook had to play. You know, it frustrates me personally, and I think we talked about this during the season, Madison, actually, it felt like he got less time. He had very serviceable series. And Dalvin Cook, okay, God bless him, for the first time in his career with the Vikings, he played in every game. So that's great. But he's still a, he's still an aging guy who's had injury problems. And instead of being like, how can we make this work with sort of a rotation, which I think would have made sense, they're like, we got to ride Cook. It's like, do you really? And do you have to do that into November and then December? But what I'm not scared by the regression because I think the regression might be inevitable and it doesn't bug me. What I'm concerned about is more of this, the philosophical approach. Because that's where the conversation, that's why, that's the the conversation that we're having right now is my guess that the Vikings have had this or are in talks about this right now, which is the philosophical approach of 
Regression's probably inevitable. How do we get through it and come out better? Mm-hmm. That's to me the most important thing. So if you're saying, well, why are these guys going through the drafts and stuff? Because it's damn important. And guess what? They won 13 games. That's awesome. We praised them, but they went out in the first round of the playoffs. And again, for since we've started this show, we have this conversation every year. We just watched the conference championship games and there's a very good question how close are the vikings to those teams and how do they get there not as close as their win total would have told us absolutely being totally transparent and honest yes so i am more i am not concerned about taking a step back that happens i am concerned about with this new front office and especially new coaching staff as well how are you going to now address that potentially and how are you going to get to a place where I feel like you learned from what you did, not only wrong, but right as well, and then mix those things together to maximize where we all want to see this team go for the one millionth time, which is a Super Bowl championship before we all die and the clock is ticking. Well, maybe we can start to fix some of these draft problems on behalf of the Vikings. I want a mock! Because in a moment, I have for you guys. So so Thor just usually, we we did our first uh, reckless draft speculation Tuesday last week with Thor Nystrom, and it was incredible. It was <laughs> At least really for good. me anyways. I don't know about all you guys. No, but, it was really good. Uh, he's at the Senior Bowl today, tomorrow. Friday, he's going to join for his weekly reckless draft speculation. But I still think the three of us can do a little mock draft speculation here and simulation, and I have some parameters for you. But let's shout out our friends at Livia, helping change the lives of Purple Daily and Score North listeners, Judd. That's, uh, that is correct, Phil. And, in fact, I've got a note right here that I got uh, on Friday from Steve. So Steve sent me a note that, that said, my consultation is set for tomorrow. I'm a bit nervous and apprehensive, but with that being said, I can't continue to live like this. And if that's how you feel, you know, you got that extra weight, it's January now, and you're like, man, I have been carrying around extra pounds for too long, and I've tried a lot of diets, and I've struggled, and I can't find the right one, let me introduce you to Livia Weight Control Centers. And the most important thing I said there was weight control centers. They they helped me drop 40 pounds, but most importantly, they are going to help you keep that weight off. Their dietitians are incredibly supportive. They are going to give you advice. They are never going to make you feel bad, but your weight loss is going to make you feel good. And right now, the Judd offer will get you 50% off the program. So when you contact them, tell them Judd from Score North told you that you that you should tell them and you get 50% off 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join Steve in setting up that consultation. So by spring, you're feeling great and looking great. Livia.com. Also, uh, a shout out to our friends, the Crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders. And listen, I have been sparring with Cousins Crusaders on Twitter the last couple of days. It's like I wake up and they're just staring at me in my at replies. How dare you suggest trading him to the 49ers? But one thing we can all come together on, it was a fun season. Eight fourth quarter comebacks, and uh, and we're we're asking people on behalf of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily to go to KirkCousins.org and just chip in some some donation. That's it. Just uh, whatever you have in your heart, five bucks, fifty, whatever. We're we're coming together, bringing two sides together to uh, to, for a good cause. KirkCousins.org, and uh, tell them in the comment section of your donation that you're one of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. Okay, gentlemen. I want a mock. Mock! 
Hopefully you can see this on the screen here as I pop it up. This is the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. We do this every week where we sit in the general manager chair, and uh, we call the shots. So I think Declan was right. We were talking off mic last week. Let's put some parameters on this so we know what we're doing going in, which is probably a good idea to actually plan when we do this. Mm. So two parameters for you guys here. We're, so we are the Vikings. The Bears are on the clock right now. We're going to trade Dalvin Cook before the draft today. And or we're going to try to anyways. And we're going to trade back from the 24th pick or the 23rd pick. Kind of weird. Like, I what, hate what do you, it. I hate what do you it. call it? I, the I, Dolphins don't yeah. pick. I, by the way, I, I hate the whole 23rd, 24th thing. It, it, my St. Cloud ma- brain math was like trying to figure that out for like an hour last week, being like, so it's the 24th, but there's only 31 selections. It, it, it's the dumbest thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so uh, whatever it is, the 23rd, 24th pick. We're going we're gonna to attempt, and uh, J- Judd hates this because he, he just went on a rant about trading back. But we'll do a bunch of different scenarios. We'll do another one at some point where we trade up. For today, we're going to try and trade Dalvin, and we're going to try and trade back. So I was thinking, who are some teams, teams that would need like one last piece to the puzzle to potentially get over the top, right? Okay. And the first team that came to my mind was the Buffalo Bills. Their running game outside of Josh Allen scrambling is kind of a disaster. It feels like they need some sort of boost to get people to buy back in, right? Just another devastating loss. Feels like it's kind of coming undone at the seams a little bit. It's a Vikings. tough division. The Vikings of the a- AFC? That's what they've become? That's kind of what they've been for 30 years. The it Chiefs like, used right? to be, it felt like, but now it's the Bills. So I'd like to suggest offering a trade of Dalvin Cook to the Bills. And let's just see. Let's just, because you can kind of click around here. Let's try offering for the 27th overall pick and see what they say. Okay. All right, it says this trade will not be accepted. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. They just they just hung up the phone. Okay. You can see that on the bottom there where it says this trade will not be accepted. Let's try the 59th overall pick. Oh, boy. Okay, this trade will not be accepted. So you're not getting a, a late first or a late second for Dalvin Cook? Okay. No, keep, keep going. What about the 91st? Okay, what about the 91st? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I think you're going to get third round pick. Oh. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, the bills are down to trade a late third round pick. This is a three round mock simulation, by the way. So this, we would make this pick. Um, you guys down to trade Dalvin cook, save some cat sure. money. Sure. Okay. Yep. It's done. Let's offer the trade and see what happens. Let's bill's see. GM just got fired by the way. Oh, trade accepted. The Bills are making a GM change. <laughs> You're fired. You, dude, you act like he is completely cooked. He averaged four and a half yards a carry. He's a he ran back. for like twelve hundred yards or something. He's a running back. It's if you're the position. if you're the Bills and you can afford it, though, you know they could use a boost. So, hey, okay, don't argue with the PFF simulator yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I am uh, PFF, and I'm not getting along right now. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, the draft has started. So, by the way, we have picks 23, 87, and 91 right now. So, we'll go through. Let's go through the first 10 picks, see what everything looks like. And then our goal is to trade back from the 23rd pick. I'm going to pause this here so we can evaluate the first 10. So, all right, here's the first 10 picks. For the YouTube audience, you can see it on your screen. For the audio audience, Will Anderson Jr. goes number one to the Bears. 
Bryce Young, first quarterback off the board of the Texans. Edge rusher Miles Murphy to the Cardinals. Will Levis, second quarterback off the board of the Colts. Jalen Carter from Georgia, the defensive lineman to the Seahawks. Lions take an edge rusher, Tyree Wilson. Anthony Richardson, the third quarterback off the board of the Raiders at seven. I love this volatility. And then uh, C.J. Stroud goes eighth. So a weird order, but four quarterbacks in the first eight picks. And then uh, you got uh, a couple defensive backs, the Panthers and the Eagles. Seems like the Raiders might be stretching there for Anthony Richardson with the seventh overall pick. but It's a Raiders type of pick, though. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, we're going to resume the draft here. We'll take up the speed here. And we'll get, uh, let's just get to the Vikings at 23, and we'll kind of review what happened in front of them. All right, so now we're on the clock. We have, uh, it looks like in this trade, see how this little number one popped up in the trade? It means, it means uh, there wow. is... One team that has interest in the 23rd pick here, and it's the Houston Texans who have a, the 33rd pick. Okay. So they would be offering their early second-round pick, and, we're, and we'll get into what that trade could look like here. But what happened from 10 until 23? Let's just scan it here. So, so offensive tackle run. Um, the, is Zay Flowers the first yeah cornerback run? Corner Zay Flowers the first receiver off the board mm-hmm. at 16 to Washington? Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, is an interesting weapon that people have asked. At some point, we will do an episode on him as kind of a Swiss Army knife running back, but could also do some other things. He goes to the Steelers, and then you get uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame to the Lions, and the receiver run continues. Quentin Johnston to the Bucks, Jordan Addison to the Seahawks, and then JSN from Ohio State to the Ravens. Okay. So just, we're going to trade here, but uh, there's tackles on the board. You got Cam Smith, Joey Porter Jr., some cornerbacks on the board. Tanner McKee, yeah. Stanford quarterback Move here. Back. So we have to offer a trade now. There's one team interested to the uh, the Texans here. So let's just click around here. So we're going to give them the 23rd. We would get the 33rd. Let's, uh, that's, I mean, moving up 10 spots is pretty aggressive. Yeah, ask for 65. Yeah. Let's ask for 65 and see what happens. Okay, it has a 66% chance to yeah. be accepted. Roll the dice, baby. Yeah. Or should we, to make it more, what if we kicked in like the 201? Sure. Go with that. Yeah. It, it ticks go. it up a little bit. Let's do that. Let's do that. You can have whatever that is, like a sixth. Or is that like a fifth round? That's like a sixth round pick. Oh, they'll accept this. Yeah. All right, let's offer it and see what happens. Uh oh. We get denied? Oh, no, it's been denied, it looks like. Well, wait, hold on a sec. It's been denied. Okay, well, then you know what? Screw the Texans. Uh, what if we asked for instead? I'm hanging up the phone right now. <laughs> I'm done with them. Okay, You're try, try the what? 73rd pick from Cleveland. Sure. Okay, if we if we said, uh, yeah, so we'll swap you 10, but you give us the 73rd, which is what? That's a yeah. That's like an early third-round okay. pick. Yeah. Now we're at 90% chance to be accepted. All right, we're going to offer this. And it's been accepted. Okay. We pulled off a trade here. Okay. All right. So now we have. Okay. The 23rd and the 65 here. We're going to resume the draft. I'm sorry. We have the 33rd, the 73rd, the 87, and the 91. And now we're on the clock at 33, boys. And the best player available is Tanner McKee, the quarterback from Stanford. Do oh, you have the cojones? He's very smart. I hear he's very, very smart. Yeah, hope so. 
there's some interesting guys here. So uh, wide receiver Josh Downs, oh, yeah. kind of an electric five foot ten receiver. But you also have two interesting edge rushers that I'm sure uh, Thor could tell us a lot about once we get him in the mix. We got Will McDonald the fourth, and then uh, B.J. Ojolari from LSU. I like Ojolari, and there's even there's a mocks a first round mock that had the Vikings taking him at 23 today from CBS Sports. Even oh, I think oh, I think oh, we take oh, him. I think this oh, is oh, I think oh, this oh, is a oh, shoe in. All right, Tanner McKee going into Canton will say it always motivated me when the Vikings passed on. Well, me. listen, you're in the front office. Declan and I are leaning edge rusher here because you got to get you got to get it. younger. You're good yeah. with it, okay? Well, I mean, right. you guys tra- traded back, so I'm done with both of you already. I'm, <laughs> I, oh, I'm oh, talking Tan- to the Colts. Tanner McKee the Colts. went the pick after us, by the yep. way. <laughs> I'm talking the Colts right now about a job. Uh, okay, this is flying through here. We're gonna have pick yeah. number seventy three here. We've got three picks in the third round. I love this mock draft. Okay. All right, here's what the board looks like, and we will make we will make these picks. There are three teams interested in trading with us, but let's make the picks. All right, we got uh, TCU cornerback. We don't know any of these. We couldn't give you scouting reports here. Sam Laporta, tight end from – well, if we want to tap tight end you again, you want a second pass catching tight end? Deadly. My God, how many does Iowa have? Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, let's just do that. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's you want to go tight? It. You want to go tight end? Let's go tight sure? end. Or do you want to do another edge rusher? <laughs> well, I mean, we could go uh, backup tackle. Well, Matthew I feel Ber- like Bergeron, but it's third round. I feel like we need a guy that's going to contribute more. I, I feel like we should be drafting a cornerback here. Yeah, I feel like Traverius Hodges. Oh Thomas boy, another and... another Asher Allen third round Marcus McCauley cornerback. Well, how confident do you feel in Andrew Booth Jr. A Caleb Evans? Couple speedsters, Cam but Dantzler, major injury problems. Not super confident. We don't know how they feel about their cornerback depth. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. we look at it and say, "Oh, clearly a position of need," and they might say, "We love these guys. Just need to get them Healthy. healthier, right?" Yeah. Also, let me point out here: Cedric Tillman is on the board. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. Interesting wide receiver here. Take the wide receiver, but he might be available at eighty-seven as well. Yeah, that's a so, reach. That's a huge reach. Take a. You know Hendon, what? Hendon Hooker is available. I think we should take a cornerback. Yeah, let's do it. Cornerback? Unless you want to fight for a second tight end job. No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. We're going to take, and they'll grade us at the end of this, by the way. All right, let's see who's still available here. Oh, Hendon Hooker just went a couple picks before us. Oh, Cedric Tillman. Yeah, little see? receiver run here. See, you guys pressed your luck. Now we're now we're in trouble. Okay. Okay. Tank Bigsby, a halfback Great from Auburn, tank. is the best player on the board. Tank Bigsby is, is tanks is tank a versatile guy that can bring that can catch passes. I know nothing about tank. So uh, first of all, he has an amazing football name, which is Incredible. a huge reason why you should draft him, right? So Tank Bigsby uh, at Auburn the last three years, he's been a bell cow. Belkow, about 200 carries a year the last couple oh. of years. He's averaging 1,000 yards a season, over five yards a carry, 10 touchdowns. Uh, wow. Also caught 30 passes for 180 yards last year. So battle-tested in the Southeastern Football Conference. Some other guys available. You got in, a, a lot of interior. Oh, yeah, I might go interior yeah. defensive line. Yeah, let's and go interior defensive line. You have a center from Ohio State, Luke Whipler. You have Noah Sewell, the linebacker from Oregon, is also available here, and you definitely are going to need some speed at linebacker. Okay, I think we play yeah. our luck, and we take one of those in four picks. 
right? Don't we have another one? Or is that is this the end? We have one more. Yep. No, yeah. we have one more pick. Yep. I think we go interior defensive line. Yeah, I agree. Best we'll go all right, Keandre line. Colburn from Texas. Come on down. I've always liked him. All right. And then we have um, right. this last pick here. So we we definitely still need linebacker. You could draft another edge rusher from Tennessee here, this Byron Young. Where's your guy Chip? Scouting report on this guy. We'll get him on. We'll talk. We have not drafted a wide receiver yet. Yeah, this is, yep. But I feel like the value's kind of gone there. Although Brevin the, uh, Spanford. Brevin Spanford's available. So major positions of need here still. Linebacker, center, and wide receiver. But there doesn't appear to be a lot of wide receiver value here. Or you could take Tank Bigsby, the... Uh, that's the, he's the best player by 12 yeah, you picks know available on the board here. Oh, that's interesting. I'm probably going linebacker or center. Let's do Noah Sewell from Oregon. Let's do linebacker. Let's load this defense up. Declan? Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good Okay, with that. here we go. All right, there it is. All right, boys. We just completed a mock draft simulation. Let's see how they grade us at the end of the exercise. Drum roll. A. Okay, okay, they're giving us a, a B, oh, an overall us. an overall grade of an A, a-, 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 a- minus, yeah. an A minus. Defense is set. Get the flag. Hey, hold on, I got two flags now. I got a. There we go. There we go. <laughs> wow, look at this. Okay, so they're giving us a B for the BJ Ojolari trade, a B for the trade back, an A minus for Traverius Hodges Tomlinson. An A for Keandre Coburn, and then an A minus for Noah Sewell. We drafted four defensive players. God, we're good. We got young, we got faster, and they're playing immediately. All of them, yes. You're they're all playing starting. immediately. Look at that little purple <laughs> pride. Purple pride is back, baby. Beautiful. Nice job, guys. Okay. All right. We didn't, we didn't do fix the Vikings. O- right O'Connell there. is pissed off right now. He's like, "What? What? What are you guys doing? Where's my wide receiver? Where's my?" <laughs> Where's the offense? We're like, hey, dude, couldn't help you. <laughs> um, a shout-out to our friends, by the way, at Nutrisource, helping to power our mock draft today and helping to power our dogs, the official dog food of Maya Mackey and Stella Zolgad. And uh, I don't know, is Vinny eating Nutrisource yet, or is, is he still? He, he could dabble in some nut. He likes he likes all the treats. Okay. So, I mean, you put you put any food in front of him, but especially some Nutrisource, he's going to sniff that out really quick and go and, uh, okay. and and do the same thing that Judd likes. He'll start pawing at me at about 4.55 p.m. He'll just start putting his paw by his door of being, hey, hey, it's, it's dinner time. time. It's time, buddy. Oh, by the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, or, see. Yeah. Come on. That, let's that's, go. that's an improvement. Stella gets up right there. She gets up on the bed and paws the covers off of me. So I'm cold. And then she's like, I want my Nutrisource right now. And I'm like, okay. So I go downstairs. And then she's like, I want to go outside. And when she gets back inside, well, that's when it's time for the training rewards treats. This dog has her schedule down pat. And it's based on one thing, ladies and gentlemen, I give you our friends at Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com if you want your dogs to have great digestive health and Tootsie Roll looking poops. Uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a retailer near you. All right, we just fixed the Vikings defense. We just turned around the Vikings' poor draft track record the last seven. Send us your mocks, too. You can go PFF.com, and then I think, the I don't know if the Draft Network, that's been the one that we've used in the past, but they had, like, maintenance going on. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to see screenshots of how you're fixing the Vikings over the coming weeks as well. And we're going to hit you with a bonus episode of Purple Daily today. 
on this Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow and later today on this Daily Vikings Entertainment, Purple Daily.